sorry. Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I don't think you were that sorry. I am Steve Scotch. And we have the lovely and talented Cat at C-A-T, telling it like it is. Cat, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we also can be found on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, all your premier podcast platforms. And this week we have some international shout outs. We know we're worldwide, right? We're worldwide. Uh, our first place is San Diego. How many drinks have you had? Uh, just one. <laughs> it's a little low tolerance now. I've been cutting back. Obviously. San Diego, Chile, the capital of Chile, sits in the valley, snow capped Andes Mountains, and Chilean coasts. San Diego? San Diego, Chile. Pronunciation. San Diego, Chile. Our other town is Athenas, Costa Rica. It's a little town with rolling green hills, coffee plantations, sugar cane all around. The town, small town of Athenas, it was the founder really liked Greece, so he named the town Athenas. Giving y'all a big cheer. We're going to give you a big breathalyzer. All right. I alcohol. had one drink. This alcohol is Alcohol is the main reason we are here. You know, did you know that six to eight beers a day can reduce your risk of giving a shit? Right, we have a Total Wine store right down the oh road from God, here. Oh, my God. Here comes complaints. And Total Wine store, you might have some in your area that, you know, sell Massive quantities of all types of beer and wine. Theirs is just called Total Wine. So I go in there, and they got this big stack of German beer up on the end of the aisle. And it said, uh, Einger Oktoberfest Marzen on the label. I think Marzen means March in German? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it was like five bucks for this one bottle. It was like a pint and a half in there. So I grab one and I say, what the hell? I'll give it a try, right? It the the Marzen thing, because it's brewed in March, they want to get it ready for Oktoberfest, right. Now, the Iinger brewery is not allowed to participate in the Oktoberfest because they are in Bavaria, Germany. And to be in the Oktoberfest gig, you have to be from Munich. Well, Munich's kind of in Bavaria. No, you mean Bavaria's kind of in Munich. Okay. Anyway, they're not allowed to participate. Well, check this out. You need to change your fucking rules. This beer, I'm telling you, it's one of the best beers I've ever had. I've been back in there, I don't know how many times, Kat, and tried to clean that thing out. Now, it's high as hell, but it's good. But you didn't find it today, did you? They're out. <laughs> Iinger Oktoberfest Marzen from Bavaria, Germany. It was, it's fucking awesome. All right, Kat, let's see what you're sipping, baby. Um, it's a creamier time of year. I've got a pecan pie martini. Did you make that up? No. Uh-uh. Oh, wow. It's a pecan uh, praline liqueur, um, some vanilla vodka, and some 
Irish cream and some cream. Mm. It's this time of year, you know, just getting cold and you're just hanging out by the fire and little creamy cocktails. Sounds sweet like you, babe. Thanks, Tom. All right, today we're going to delve into the brain of a liar. I'm fascinated by human beings that would look you in the eye and just tell you a straight-up lie. Uh, been on this planet almost 60 years now. My so days are counting down to 60. I can smell a rat from a mile away. Someone's trying to pull a fast one, not on me. I just wonder, you know, people who continually tell lies, do they believe the lie they're telling? Or they just want to see if they can get away with it? The main question is, why? why do liars continually tell lies to start with? And I use the term liars because most people who tell lies, they do it all the time. Throughout my life, I've had friends, co-workers, that when they opened their mouth, you knew it was going to be bullshit. Is it an addiction? Just a bad habit? How do you get to the point where you, you can't believe one word that comes out of their mouth? I, I don't get it. Now, someone who is a habitual liar, and I've been around these dudes for a while who like to hunt and fish, okay? They're some of the biggest liars on the planet, okay? They're not bothering, they're not hurting anybody, right? Nobody's getting hurt. You know, it's all like a bragging thing. I caught so many fish. I killed two deer with one shot. Fishermen and hunters have been telling lies forever, just trying to promote themselves as they're better at the game than you are. Uh, we got politicians. Holy smoke. Um, that's how they got where they are now. Politicians lie so much. There's this website called PolitiFact that right. went up in 2000-something, seven or whatever, that checks the bullshit that comes out of politicians' mouths. It is like a rating system. The first politician to score a zero was George Santos. Right. Who got elected to Congress in the state of New York. This piece of shit, he's told so many lies, we don't even know if his name is George Santos. He's the perfect example of a habitual liar. My favorite example of a liar is Donald Trump. He, he told, according to the Washington Post, he told 30,573 lies or misleading information in over four years. Was that on PolitiFact? No, that was in the Washington Post. All right, we're not uh, supposed okay, to... Okay, in our other thing, nicknaming column is Bottomless Pinocchio. All right, we're not supposed to get political on here, so we're going to... That's going to get edited out. No, it's not. <laughs> we don't want anybody to know what side we're on, and you just blew it. I blew it. Okay, the Santos guy, nobody can be on his side. And the thing is, it, if you tell lies and no one ever holds you accountable, it, it never, you never get questioned, then hell, you know, then they just keep on lying. You know, but one big problem with lying, other than you look like a scumbag, is 
you have to keep lying. Because once you started that ball rolling, it's kind of hard to stop. Just ask anyone who's cheated on their significant other. Ooh, boy, once you've entered that shit show, you better have a whole pocket full of lies lined up. You know, dirtbags who cheat are the ones who can make up a lie like on the fly, right? It's, it's just, it's breeded in them. It's easy. But now people have gone on TikTok and said, hey, is this your boyfriend? He is talking. I mean, people are listening in bars. <laughs> He's looking up on some girl and telling him blah, blah, blah about you. I mean, nowadays people will out you in a minute. Yeah. Now that the phone's involved, <laughs> you, can, you can get busted quick. Is this your boyfriend? Oh, man. Look, I'm not perfect. I- I'm pretty close. But... I've never been a good liar. You can see right through me. Some people can't do it. I can't do it. I stay away from lying. The wifey here beside me, she has no trouble telling a little white lie. Um, what is a little white lie? It's it's like a small lie that's kind of unimportant, right? Right. To try to Minuscule, avoid, avoid minor. Uh, just to avoid hurting somebody. It's not going to hurt anything. Here's a perfect example. All right, me and the wifey are, we're dating at this point. And I had a motorcycle at the time, just a little on off-road Suzuki. And and wifey was getting ready to sell her condo. So she was painting the inside of it with this gray paint. Now, I come home, and I got the motorcycle pulled uh, up. And this little out. Why are we just telling this story? This little overhang that she had at the front door. So I got the bike sitting there, right? I, it was kind of brand new, so I'm a little protective. Uh, you know, we didn't we knew each other pretty good right then, but not as good as we do we now. We were married. In the condo? Yes, we were still married in the condo, honey. I don't remember that. I remember that. So I come home, and there's gray paint on my motorcycle. So I'm a little ticked off, right? And I ask her, I go, did you get paint on my motorcycle? Now, she's standing there with gray paint on her <laughs> face and tells me she didn't do it. Now, <laughs> you didn't do it. Then who the hell did it? So I'm thinking, you know. Can if she, I wanted that thing gone? Now, <laughs> well, well, I did when you got prego. Okay. You're welcome. So, you know, I'm thinking if she'll tell me a lie about getting paint on my motorcycle. What, what, what else might she tell a lie about? But uh, whatever. Then she took me to the condo down the beach and it was all forgotten. Now, now that story, it brings up a good point. And, and it's trust. You know, once you figure out that someone will tell you a lie at any point about anything, you kind of quickly determine this person is maybe not to be trusted. There's a reason. There's a reason why people lie. Look, I've worked at a construction company for, I don't know, a good while now. And I'm not knocking construction workers, but I've heard every lie in the book, okay? I can't make it to work today. Car won't start. The kid's sick. Girlfriend gave me a black eye. Someone stole the wheels off my truck. I've heard it all, okay? Now, All of those were over the phone. Because 
Of course, it's easier to lie over the phone, right? Because it's not face-to-face. But where I work, you can tell the number of times I've had, I can't tell you the number of times I've had a dude look me in the face and just tell me a bald-faced lie. Where, where did the phrase bald-faced lie come from? Oh, it, it's a lie that's so ridiculous that nobody will believe it. Again, I don't get it. You know, true or not, some scientists examined the brains of some pathological liars and found they were fucked up. They had more white matter, which is not good. Is that right, Kat? Right. And in their prefrontal cortex. In other words, not much between the ears. Another scientist connected an issue with the central nervous system to pathological liars. Whatever it is, I don't want no part of it. You know, most people know right from wrong, and lying is wrong in any capacity, and you're going to get caught. Kat, go ahead and tell them the phrase that I don't know what it means, but it's right there. Liar, liar, pants on fire? Thank you. <laughs> Let's roll. Let's roll right into one tough, awesome lady. Jenny Finch. Maybe the World Series is still going while we're going to do this one. I don't know, but this is a baseball-related one. Born it just, in, it's weird. It's the end of October, and we still have her not done yet. Baseball goes on until, like, I don't know, Christmas, and let's see. Football goes on until, like, March. It's, it's year-round because it's all about the dollar bills, y'all. Jenny Finch, born in 1980 from... La Merida, Meridia, Merida, mm-hmm. California. Sorry, Jenny. If you don't know who Jenny Lynn Finch is, then listen up. In high school, she was a captain of the softball team, the basketball team, and the volleyball team. Went to Arizona, helped the Wildcats win the 2001 Women's College World Series. At one point, she won 51 games in a row. Wow. 51 times she took the mound and smoked him. Jenny Finch won a gold medal as part of the United States Women's National Team. Uh, She did some commentating for ESPN. Southern Beijing. She was uh, in the National Pro Fast Pitch League. Right. And played, let's see, for the Chicago Bandits and did some announcing then. And then left to focus on her family. She has three boys, one girl. She is definitely the most famous softball player in history. She appeared in the first season of Pros versus Joes. She appeared in The Real Housewives of Orange County. She's been on Celebrity Apprentice. She was also, 2004, named one of the most beautiful people in People's Magazine, 50 Most Beautiful People. Um, again, probably... The most recognized softball player ever and very easy on the eyes. It's a pretty girl. Uh, 2004, People Magazine named her one of the 50 most beautiful people ever. Ginny has been offered major bucks to pose for Playboy and Maxim. And guess what? Told him to stick it. 
And that you don't ma- want her boys having to look at that later. Yes, and that makes Jenny Finch one tough, awesome lady. Are we still watching stuff? We are watching, and then you're going to groan when I do this one, but I don't care. Uh, we watched Golden Bachelor. Oh, my God. Uh, we, this season of Bachelor, we Not had we. Jerry Turner, 72, came on there with hearing aid and everything. They trotted out these gals, these ladies. Um, I would think the bottom age of the gals were 60, and probably 75 is probably the oldest. A couple of very nice, attractive ladies. Very nice. Got their act together. Um, and, it, and it's been good. I mean... It, I guess it's it's hard for people. Jerry, of course, is a widower. His wife died uh, a few years ago. She had gotten an infection and left this earth. And that's a hard thing for people who are older. A couple of the ladies, of course, they're also widows. And, you know, and a lot of people at that age don't really see the possibility of falling in love again. I mean, Steve and I... Both had mothers that had very long widowhoods, I guess you would say. My mother didn't find anybody, but that's okay. That wasn't what she wanted. But some other women, after their partners are gone, want to find love again. And it's and in a way, some of them that didn't become the bachelorette or whatever that, with Jerry, some of them said, you know, that's okay that Jerry didn't pick me because they wanted to be, they had a hope. Maybe, you know. Their love lives could go on. Anyway, you know, so far we're watching it. We're down to three, and they're all going to do hometown dates and all that. And, you know, and this isn't, some people are uncomfortable about it because, you know, they're thinking elderly people as being grandmas and this, that, and the other. But people have, long, people have longer lives now, I think, and you have to see other dimensions in their relationships. Anyway, I like it. It's very wholesome. They didn't spend a lot of money. They're, you know, no bungee jumping or anything. They did have a pickleball tournament. Anyway, I would give it a recommendation if you want to watch some elderly love. Anyway, it's on ABC. All right. The Golden Bachelor. Ah, I don't know. I'm going to need a shot to get through that one. (laughs) Now, the shot of the week. We're sorry for the names of these things, but this, this is what Alcohol they're called. Is Not really. This one's called the Alcohol... Sorry. <laughs> the Alligator Piss Shot. I wish it was called the Alcohol Piss Shot. The Alligator Piss Shot. It I didn't name it. It does look like the right color for it. Anyway, yeah, Kat made us some... Wow, I'm sorry you mentioned that. Now I don't want it. All right, in, <laughs> this one's a little tricky, but l- let's do it. In your shaker filled with ice... Add some alligator piss. I'm just kidding. No. All right. A third of an ounce of Medora, which is the melon liqueur. Right. A third of a shot of Amaretta. Right. Third of a shot of peach schnapps. Correct. And here's a kicker. A third of a shot of Southern Comfort. I think someone in Florida might have made Woo! this. And then a splash of sweet and sour mix. Shake the shit out of it and bam, you have the alligator piss shot. It is kind of alligator green, green I yellow. would say. Cats made us a couple. Let's do it and see what happens. I'm not, yeah, you can touch mine there because... You're not f- touching it? You're no, not going to drink no, it? No, I'm going to do it. You just filled it up to the top. I'm going to spill this thing. 
I don't want to spill my piss. Ooh. You know what? That's not bad. That's not bad. Damn. That's a doable one. And Kitty Cat filled that baby up. For, that was like a double well, shot. I mean, you had four different alcohol pl- plus right. a splash of All right. sweet and sour. Check out the alligator piss shot. Not bad. Thank you, Cat. You're welcome. All right. This week, we were bumpered in. We're going old school. The Marshall Tucker <sighs> really Band. Old school. Marshall Tucker Band formed in 1972 from Spartansburg, South Carolina. You Are got, they still touring? Maybe. I, I don't know. I didn't look that up. That's one of those bands that you just keep plugging them in. <laughs> the originals. Toy Codwell. Top-notch guitar player. His name was Toy. T-O-Y. And he didn't use a pick. He used his thumb and his index finger to play the guitar. Very original. And I think his brother... Tommy Codwell yes, on bass going, uh, also played the bass like that. Um, Wildwood Springs Lodge in Stillville, Montana. Keep going, Marshall. I love it. Doug Gray, singer. Jerry Eubanks. Oh, Jerry you- Eubanks was on flute and tenor sax, which kind of was cool the way they added that to their songs. Oh, you'd like this one. Foxwood Resorts there in, in Connecticut. Casino time. Casino time. Paul Riddle on drums. George McCorkle on rhythm guitar. And as Kat mentioned, many, many more musicians have kept the Marshall Tucker flame. It's been a... <laughs> it's still going. A continuous belt of them coming through. All right, let's start with the name. Marshall Tucker Band. No one in the band was called Marshall Tucker. Uh, they rented this rehearsal space, and the name Marshall Tucker was inscribed on the key they were given to get into the rehearsal space. Right. And Marshall Tucker was actually a blind piano piano tuner, easy for me to say, from Columbia, South Carolina, who had we, been in that space and tuned pianos, and somebody etched his name into the key, and bam, that's how they were called. We've Marshall. known some piano tuners. None of them are blind, though. Okay, the Marshall Tucker band were kind of right in the middle of the Southern Rock boom southern and the rock. Seven. Can you stop interrupting Sorry. me? Um. They were right there when it was popping. Southern rock, if you don't know it, you weren't around. It was a buzz. It was popping. It was happening. They put out a self-titled album, Marshall Tucker Band. Uh, They put out A New Life, Where We Belong, Searching for a Rainbow, Long Hard Ride, Carolina Dreams. Album after album went gold, platinum. uh, Heard it in a love song. That... I know you've heard that song. Heard it in a love song. Today, we were bumpered in with 24 hours at a time. Don't forget Fire on the Mountain. But today, we chose 24 hours at a time because this song, to me, it's the perfect example of what Marshall Tucker brought to the table. Just straight-up jamming uh Charlie Daniels was a big fan of this band. He played songs with them. If you go on YouTube and check out the Marshall Tucker Band, you might see Charlie J- Daniels up there jamming with them. It, it's it's awesome. I don't want to say classic, fuck classic, but I Charlie's up there just smiling when he's playing with the Codwell Boys because these dudes straight up jam. Their songs they just kind of flow. They have a groove to them, make you want to open a beer and start moving your feet. Check out the Marshall Tucker Band wherever you get your music. I want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch 
We'll see y'all down the road. See ya. Woman, you know that I miss you, and I can't miss you no more. I got this wide doing 70 miles an hour, she loaded, she's down to the floor. But I got a reset on the line.